0: a good day to be out and about and it's nice to be inside with all the rain that's coming down today for what that's worth happy mother's day let's give a round of applause to all of our ladies in our lives that are so special and so meaningful to us we are who we are because of our moms and so we just give a big shout out today this is your day Take that and run with it. All right. Uh, It's also a huge day for our Crossroads family. Today is the official launch of our St. Pete campus. Let's give it up for Remington and everyone who's joining us in St. Pete today. It is exciting to see our family growing and to bring more people into this movement we have of connecting people with Jesus. And there's something special about joining together as a family. This series that we're diving into over the next five weeks is really important because when we talk about you know family reunion. This is more than just our families. This is our church family. This is us coming together and realizing that there is power when we come together, when we worship Jesus, when we draw close to Him and enter His presence. We can encourage each other. We can hold each other accountable in our journey with Him. And there is a strength that comes from being part of this family. And so the tagline is, it's time to come home. And I'm so glad that you have joined us today, that you are here And I'm excited about what what God is speaking into our lives and the word that he has for us today. The theme today is uh, in regard to parenting as we kick off, you know, Mother's Day. And the idea here is that we can pass our faith on to the next generation. We can lead our families toward Jesus. But the question is, how do we do that? And I want to break down some really practical and helpful principles today that help us engage the word of Jesus, but also realize the significance that my relationship with Jesus is going to lead my family toward Jesus. My relationship with Jesus, my commitment to Him is going to guide the people in my life who I have influence over toward Jesus. This is really important. This is really significant. It all comes back to the commitment that I have to Jesus. And so, with that in mind, if you are a parent today of any age of child, lean in. There's going to be some really practical stuff for you today. If you're here today you're like, I'm only here because my mom made me, you need to listen even harder, all right? Just lean in. Uh, if you're here today and you're like, I don't have kids, Pastor Tim, that's okay because this is all about commitment to Jesus, what that looks like in your life, and how your commitment to Jesus leads others to Jesus. Because here's the deal, whether you're a parent or not, you are a hero to somebody. There is someone who you have influence on, and what you say, what you do, it matters. And so this all plays in our mission to connect people with Jesus. So listen up. There's something for you today, even if you're not a parent. Can I get an amen? Amen. All right, you're with me, and I like that. Let's do this. So here's the thing. In 2 Timothy, what we find is Paul is writing a letter to Timothy. Timothy is someone who he has been mentoring, who he has been pouring himself into. Paul is older, he's up in years, his time of influence is coming to an end. Timothy is a young leader in the church, and he's about to do extraordinary things. And It's because Paul has been pouring himself into into Timothy, training him, helping him become everything that God had planned for him to be. He recognizes giftedness in Timothy, and he's trying to do everything he can to help Timothy flourish and have the impact that God wants him to have. And so that's the background, that's the relationship that Paul and Timothy have. And so in 2 Timothy, when, when Paul writes this, just know that this is important. He says, Timothy, I thank God for you the God I serve with a clear conscience just as my ancestors did. Night and day, I constantly remember you in my prayers. I want to pause for just a moment and just say this. Never, ever, ever overestimate the power of your prayers, the power of your prayers for your kids, no matter what stage of life they are in. Your prayers, they matter. They make a difference. Please make it a habit of lifting your children up to prayer up in prayer on a regular basis. Your prayers matter. They make a difference. I can remember people in my life growing up who let me know they were praying for me, and that mattered so much to me. I believe with all my heart, those prayers kept me out of all kinds of bad situations. I believe that with all my heart uh, because I look back at my life, and I can't believe some of the, the situations that I was able to avoid in my life. I think it's the power of prayer. Be praying for your kids. So, it goes on to say, I long to see you again, for I remember your tears as we parted, and I will be filled with joy when we are together again. I remember your genuine faith, for you share the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. This is significant. What what Paul is highlighting here is a really important item in this passage of Scripture. Timothy's faith has been passed down in his family now for three generations. It starts with his grandmother. His grandmother passes that faith on to his mother. His mother passes that faith on to him. Man, that is a legacy that you want to leave behind. I would contend with you today there is no, important, uh, no more important legacy than that legacy of faith. We have no greater joy than to hear that our children walk in truth. There, there is power when our kids own their faith, when that faith is genuine in their lives. And I want to encourage you today as a parent. Sometimes you feel like you don't have all the answers. Sometimes you feel overwhelmed. There's great days as a parent, there's terrible days as a parent. I want you to know today that everything that we're talking about today begins with surrendering your family to God. That's saying, God, you have blessed me with this unbelievable gift. And because of this blessing you've given me, God, I dedicate this child right back to you. If you're able to stay in that moment of surrender, and that's how you live daily, that is the best place that you can possibly start. You don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to know everything. It starts with that attitude of surrender. That's why it's such a beautiful moment when we have baby dedications. That is such a beautiful start to that family dynamic. They are saying unequivocally, we are dedicating our child to you, Jesus. They're they're yours. You can't start in a better place. That's it. You've done it. That's exactly where God wants you to be. And I want to encourage you today out of the gate, when it comes to surrendering your family to God, You might be here today and you're realizing, man, I just started my journey with Jesus in the last six months. You know, I'm new to this. You know, my kids are already old and they're adults. I want to challenge you with this truth. It's never too early and it's never too late to start this process. If you've never surrendered your children to Jesus, maybe you just, you do that right now. You do that today. Say, God, whatever I can do to help lead them toward you, I'm willing to do, but God, they're yours. I'm entrusting them to your care. What an amazing thing. What an amazing concept to realize that when you have your child, and I will never forget the two days of, of my life where I had Carter and then I had Jacob, and I did all the work there, make no mistake, all right? Uh, <laughs> there, those are, I'm just kidding. The word's Mother's Day. That was an obvious joke. Okay, so <laughs> there's that moment where you realize life just got a lot more real. Life just got filled with a lot more purpose. Life just became so much more meaningful, I'm a dad, I'm a mom, we're parents, we've been entrusted with this care of this child. And then there's the realization that this isn't even just a child, this is an eternal soul. Think about that. What an unbelievable responsibility that God has given each and every one of us as parents. He entrusts an eternal soul to our care. And when you think about it in those terms, that can be a little overwhelming. It's like, oh, I don't know about this. That's why the best place to start is that place of surrender. Surrender your family to God. Give them to Him. Man, there's that spirit of dedication, that spirit of surrender that you can't beat. That's exactly where God wants you to be. So you don't know where to start? Start by just surrendering it all to Jesus, which is a great relief. I don't have to have all the answers. I don't have to be the perfect parent. And that's perfect, because the honest truth is when you look through Scripture and you see all the heroes of the Bible, God rarely calls, you know, the perfect, you know, person. that's all muscular and ready to save everybody. No, God routinely and regularly throughout history uses the outcast, the outsider, the underdog. That's who He uses. He has a much higher premium on availability than He does ability. And if you just start with that place of surrender, man, that's where God wants you to be. It's the best place that you can start. And it's never too early, and it's never too late to start, all right? So we start with surrendering our family to God. So Paul continues on in 2 Timothy 1. He says, I know that same faith continues strong in you. This is significant. Paul is recognizing first and foremost, man, your faith has been passed down to you from your grandmother to your mother to you. You're you're a third generation person of faith. That that matters. That means something. But that faith that's been passed down to you, it is genuine. It is real. It is alive. And I, I hope and I pray that my kids, that the people that are closest to me can see that in me. I hope that the people that are closest to you in your life can see that in you, that you have a genuine faith that is alive. Because I want to go right back to where we started today. It is your commitment to Jesus that is going to lead your family to Jesus. That's going to lead other people in your life that are watching you to Jesus. It starts in my heart. It starts with that spirit of surrender. But then I've got to be committed to setting a good example myself making sure that my faith is real, that my faith is genuine. And here's the terrifying thing. When it comes to setting a good example, you guys, our kids are watching everything that we do, all right? I, I can testify to this. I can see my kids acting out, and I'm like, you got that from your mother. I know it. I see it. The mom jokes are not going to fly today. They are watching you so closely, And they're telling your children's pastor about it every chance they get. Just know that. We know everything about you through the children's ministry. We take notes. We know everything. (laughs) The idea, though, is that, man, your kids are watching. And when it comes to life and, and what we are passing on to our children, I would submit to you today that more is caught than is taught. They're watching you. The example that you're setting is what they are watching closely And it's really important that what we're doing when it comes to our faith is real. I want to challenge you today as a parent, as a person of influence, think about these principles and ideas for how you can set a good example. Number one, let them see you reading your Bible. Let them see you spending time in God's Word. God's Word is alive. It is active. It it pierces down to our very soul. Make sure that your kids know that that is important to you. Spending time in God's Word. I think the second thing is let them see you praying. Let let them see you talking with Jesus. Let them learn to pray by watching you pray and bringing them in on that experience. I'm telling you, some of my favorite times as a family right now are the times that we pray at night together as a family. That is a tradition, that is a ritual that we have established in our family. Our kids know when it's time to go to bed, we gather. Random rooms of the house, wherever most of the people are at, we pray together before we go to bed. That's important. My kids have learned to pray. We have prayed about things together. We've celebrated answers of prayer together because we set aside that time to pray. And that's important. I want that to be important to my kids. I want that to be part of who they are so that when they graduate and go wherever they're going to go in life, that that's part of who they are. I want them to see me reading my Bible, to, to join me in prayer. That's, that's how we set that example for them to follow. I think another piece of this is uh, just making sure that church is a a priority in their lives. We've got to make that a priority in our lives so that it's a priority in their lives. We reference this probably every time we talk about kids, but this is so incredibly important. We have 936 Sundays, if you know, from 0 to 18 years old. That's how many Sundays you have to bring your kids to church, to experience this beautiful family that we get to be a part of and to encounter the presence of Jesus We've got to make that. Yeah, that's worth cheering for. That's, we get to be a part of this, right? And the thing is, man, when we, when we start to take that for granted, when we start to say, ah, oh, you know, we'll skip here, we'll skip here. Oh, one out of three, one out of four, whatever. I mean, you just cut your 930 down to 250. And suddenly you realize, man, my kids have gone in the last 5, 10 years and church hasn't been a priority. Boy, that sets a tone. That changes things. I just want to encourage you to keep making church a priority. It's something you've got to fight for as our schedules get busier and busier and as our culture places a higher premium on everything else. Man, we've got to make the gathering together as a church family a priority, celebrating Jesus, coming together in His presence. That's got to be important to our families. I think the final piece to this is, and I think it's the cherry on top, it's let them see you serving God. And I think the, the caveat there is let them join you. There's something about using your gifts and abilities to serve that allows you to live life to the fullest. I think the greatest depth of fulfillment in our lives is when we are serving others. The most meaningful experiences that I've had in my life, when I think about trips that I've taken, they're not trips that I've gone on vacation. Those have been fun. Those have been relaxing. But the most meaningful trips I've ever taken are the trips that I've, I've taken where I served others, the missions trips. Those are trips that, man, I, I hang my hat on. I look back and goes, those are my most sacred memories of life. It's when we serve. And we have an unbelievable opportunity to use the gifts and abilities God has given us right here in the local church. I want to encourage you today, dive in. Engage yourselves in the ministry of the church. Let your kids join you in that. God created you with gifts and abilities, specific gifts and abilities that He gave to you to fulfill good works that He created for you before the beginning of the time. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that incredible? God has a a specific purpose and a plan for you that He's given you gifts and abilities to fulfill. Don't sit on the sidelines. Dive in and bring your kids along with you. Set that example and let them see that that's how life is lived to the fullest. These are all illustrations. of just how we can set that example of faith that is real and alive that will be passed down to the next generation. So it goes on in 2 Timothy 1. Paul says, this is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. I mean, this would have been a sacred moment where Paul and all the elders of the church would have gathered around Timothy and really anointed and ordained him to go be a missionary, to be a pastor, to be an elder in the church, and to go connect thousands and thousands of people to the story and the message and the hope of Jesus. An amazing moment. But Paul is clearly saying, hey, this is not done here. The work is just beginning. you got to fan into flames the gift that God has given you. And when he uses that illustration, it's, it's the illustration of lighting a fire that's difficult to get going. you got to fan those flames. you got to make sure it starts with the smoke and then you I don't know what I'm talking about or what that looks like, but that's how you fan that flame. And to that point, I mean, that's probably the worst illustration that I could personally use because of how bad at camping I personally am. I just need you to know that. I'm being vulnerable today. I am terrible at camping. I know, listen, we're in Elkhart, Indiana, the RV capital of the world. I get that. That's awesome. I am terrible at camping. You just need to know that. Full, full disclosure, that's just my story. Uh, the last time I went camping, I think it was four years ago now, took my two nephews and my two boys. It took us about an hour and a half to figure out how to set up these two little tents that should have taken about 10 minutes, I mean, no kidding, and then another hour to start the fire. When I talk about fanning the the flame, I have no idea what I'm talking about. Does anybody have a lighter? Do we have a lot of lighter fluid? some gasoline, anything from newspapers? I mean, is there anything flammable here? I have no idea what I'm doing when it comes out. It took us forever. My dad isn't much better at this. My dad and I got this camp set up. It took us forever to get the campfire going. The kids are playing basketball a couple campsites down and all of a sudden we finally have the campground set up. The fire's finally fanned into flames. We're like, yay, we did it. We're out of lighter fluid. We're in trouble for the next time. And all of a sudden we hear screams, like screams of agony and pain. One of my nephews, he rolled his ankle playing basketball. we have only been there an hour and a half. It took every one of those minutes just to set up the camp. And uh, he's hurting. Like, he's got a, a, a damaged ankle. He can't walk, so I'm walking him back from the basketball court and my youngest son, Jake, he says, I'll go get ice for his ankle. It was just a really precious moment. He hops on his bike, his foot slips off the pedal, and he wipes out hard right in front of me. It's like, boom. So, I dropped my nephew go over, pick up my son who's bleeding all over the place. This kid's screaming. This kid's bleeding. We get him back to the campfire. We get him all settled. And that's when my dad and I realized, well, we've been here about two hours. It's time to go home now. Uh, It was just an awful experience. We got all those kids loaded up in the van, everything torn down. And my dad and I enjoyed, I'll, I'll probably remember this for the end of time. My dad and I enjoyed about 15 minutes, the two of us in chairs by the campfire. We roasted a marshmallow and we said, this was really nice. Kids are in the van ready to go watching something on the iPad. Life is good. And that's probably the last time I'll ever go camping. <laughs> Fanning into flames, it takes work. And that's what Paul's saying here. Man, you gotta fan into flames the spiritual gift that God gave you. And I think that as parents, it's our responsibility to fan into flame the gifts that God gives our children. And I want to remind you today, throughout this, this talk together, at this time is it's never too early and it's never too late to start this process. I think a lot of times as parents, we tend to beat ourselves up over all the mistakes we've made or we feel like we could have done better and we look at all of our failures. I want to remind you today, it's never too early, it's never too late to start this process. You start today by surrendering your kids to Jesus. Start today by setting an example. And I think this next step of, of fanning into flame the gifts that God has given our kids It's all about stacking the deck for success. It's about doing everything you can to surround your your children with heroes, with, with good influences. Put them in situations where they can experience the presence of Jesus. Get them engaged in ministry, doing everything you can to stack the deck in their world for success so that their relationship with Jesus will be real and it will be alive. That, that takes intentionality. You've got to be strategic. You've got to be thinking uh, about the long game. But man, if you can stack the deck for success for your kid, do everything you can to help them learn about Jesus and to grow in their faith so that it is genuinely theirs. That's fanning into flame their gifts and abilities, giving them every chance to succeed and take their next steps in their relationship with Jesus. I think a couple of, of pointers in this, this section that are important to focus on is, number one, I think we've got to focus on character. I think too often that the most important thing that we focus on in our kids are the things that are second and third level of importance. And I'm not (laughs) diminishing the value of any of these things, but we go crazy when our kids get an A on the report card. Man, that's important. Celebrate that. That's awesome. We go crazy and give trophies when our kids have some type of athletic accomplishment. That's awesome. Celebrate that. That's a big deal. But we've got to make sure we're focusing on character. We've got to make sure that first and foremost, our kids are, are understanding what it means to become like Jesus and that character, who they are, When everybody's watching and when nobody's watching, that's what matters more than anything. And being able to celebrate moments where they display character, boy, be intentional about that, because at the end of the day, that's who they are. That's what matters the most. Make sure you're focusing on character. I think just as importantly, it's embracing the crucial conversations. Many times the crucial conversations are super awkward. And in regard to our kids, most of the time it's about sex. Let's just be honest. Uh, As a dad of a 13 and 11-year-old, I'm having a great time right now, just having awkward and crucial conversations. But the point is, I want to say this again. Sometimes we feel overwhelmed. Sometimes we look at all of our shortcomings and failures as, as, as parents (laughs) but God doesn't ask you to be, you know, the most uh, amazing, gifted person. He doesn't look for ability. He looks for availability. And when you come to Jesus saying, God, as a parent, I'm surrendering my kids to you. I'm going to do everything I can to set the example that you've called me to. I'm going to do everything I can to stack the deck for success. When you lean into those awkward moments where you feel like I'm overwhelmed, I don't exactly know how to navigate this situation that I find myself in or answer these questions that my kids are asking me, how do I do this? Here's something amazing about God. When you ask for wisdom, he gives it to you. He guides your steps. And he loves your kids more than you love your kids. If you've entrusted them to to his care, he's going to give you the words to say. You've also been surrounded with people in our church family that can help and guide you. That's why we're here. We have children's ministry to help navigate these things, student ministry to help navigate these things. That's why we gather together as a church family. We're in this Together. There's something sacred about this gathering of believers together when we come to worship Jesus and enjoy his presence. Embrace those crucial conversations, embrace those awkward moments. Those are the moments where, even though you might be terrified, you have greater influence than you would ever imagine. They say that even today, it doesn't feel like it in our culture that the greatest influencers of our kids are still the parents, by a long shot. What you say matters, what you do, it matters. So make sure you're speaking life into your kids, that you're the voice that they're hearing. Don't avoid those awkward moments, don't avoid the crucial conversations, make sure you're having those conversations and embracing those moments with your kids. I think the final piece to that is simply this, display committed love. Make sure your kids know that no matter what phase of life they're in, that you you love them unconditionally. And I think as life progresses, sometimes we all experience things as families, as parents, as children, there's disappointing and discouraging and difficult times in life. But if your kids know that you unconditionally love them, you're going to be able to navigate anything. It doesn't mean that everything in life is going to be easy. No, there's, there are difficult times. We are all going to face trials. We are all going to face tests. But if you're willing to display totally committed love, unconditional love, the same love that God has for you, an extravagant love that gives me gifts that I don't deserve, that I couldn't earn, a God that forgives me no matter what. If I display that kind of love toward my children, that's a game changer. I just want to encourage you to do everything you can to stack the deck for success for your kids. Your voice matters. What you do matters. They're watching you. They're looking up to you. Don't shy away from those moments. You have influence, even when you don't think you do. I think the final piece that that Paul says in 2 Timothy 1 is really important. It says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, of love, and of self-discipline. It can be a little bit overwhelming being a parent. I get it. I'm entering the middle school years. It's crazy. I just want you to know that right now. It's, it's terrifying. But at the same time, God hasn't given us a spirit of timidity or fear. He doesn't want us to run away from these things that scare us. No, he, he's given us a spirit of power. He is with us. Don't ever forget that God is with you. He cares for you. He cares about what you care about. Your family is important to him. And I'll say it again. He loves your kids more than you love your kids. Think about that. And it's never too early. It's never too late to start displaying this this kind of unconditional love to, to begin walking in God's power, to begin setting these good examples for your kids to follow. It's never too early. It's never too late to start walk in God's power, ask for His wisdom, seek His presence in your life, He will be there with you. There's this idea of He gives us a spirit of power, of love, of self-discipline. If we just walk with Jesus, if we commit to walking with Him, my commitment to Jesus will lead my family to Jesus And so it all comes back full circle to that concept. How do I lead my family toward Jesus in times of chaos and when the world is spiraling out of control around me and we're dealing with things we've never dealt with before? I stay committed to Jesus. And my commitment to Jesus is going to lead my family to Jesus. It's going to lead the people in my life who I have influence over to Jesus. It all comes down to my heart and my commitment to serving Him. And so I just want to encourage you today. You're a parent. You're a little bit overwhelmed. Maybe you're struggling with that spirit of timidity and fear. I just encourage you with these final words today. Stick to the plan. You cannot go wrong surrendering your family to Jesus. You will never go wrong just setting the best example that you can, spending time with God in his word, praying together, serving together, going to church together. It's never too early. It's never too late to start doing those things. You'll be exactly where God wants you to be if you just start there. Commit to stacking the deck for success for your kids. Focus on character. Display that committed love. Embrace those crucial conversations. Listen, you can do it. Your voice matters. Your kids are listening. You're making a difference. And I want to encourage you today as we come to a close that you're doing better than you think you are. I think a lot of times we beat ourselves up and we think we're just failures. You're doing better than you think you are. Keep at it. Stay committed to Jesus because the more fully you are committed to Jesus, the better you're going to lead your kids, the better you're going to lead your family toward Jesus. So I just want to ask you today, are you leading your family toward Jesus? It starts with you. It starts with your relationship with Him. I just want to encourage you today. It starts with surrender. It continues by setting that good example and stacking the deck. But stick to the plan. Stick with Jesus. Because the more committed you are to him, the the more you'll be leading your family toward him. Would you bow head and close your eyes with me? I want to pray a prayer of blessing over you today before we dismiss. But I also want to pray a prayer of wisdom and a a prayer of peace over you as well. Because some of you, if you're parents, you, you have kids that are young and their entire lives are ahead of them, you've got this whole parenting adventure still in front of you. I want you to embrace that today and ask for God's wisdom each and every day. Ask for his blessing and his favor on your kids, on you as you seek to draw close to him and, and be the best parent that you can be. You may be here today and you're a parent, you've got adult kids and you've had a little bit of a rocky road and you've been beating yourself up and you've just been looking at all your failures and I would just ask that you stop in this moment, that you would just pause. That you would just in this moment just surrender your kids to Jesus. Maybe you did that years ago, but maybe you need to do it again. It's never too early, it's never too late to start. Hit that reset button. Surrender your kids to Jesus. Start setting a good example. Do the best you can. Start where you're at. Stack the deck. Do everything you can. But stick to the plan. Draw close to Jesus. Because the more committed you are to Jesus, the better you will lead your family to Jesus. And God will bless you for drawing close to Him. Let's close in prayer. Jesus, we are just so thankful today for who you are for who you've called us to be, for the gifts that you have given us in our children. You have have entrusted eternal souls into our care. And so God, I just pray that you would help us to take our relationships with you seriously, that each of us would just take a moment right now to draw close to you to make sure that, that our relationship is up to date with you. God, help us to really grasp onto the truth that the more committed we are to you, the better we're gonna be leading our families toward you. God, I ask for wisdom for everyone who's who's here today, who's experiencing this moment. Would you just fill us with your wisdom? Would you guide and direct our steps as we navigate life and do our best to lead our families towards you? God, would you fill us with your peace when we're a little bit overwhelmed and we don't know exactly what to do? Would you just help us to lean into you? Would your peace, Jesus, your peace that guards our hearts and minds just overwhelm us? as we trust you with our kids, with our families. And finally, God, I just ask for all of our parents, for all of our families, for all of our kids that are gathered today, God, we just ask for your blessing on our lives. We ask for your favor for our kids, that this legacy of faith would be successfully handed down from generation to generation to generation. That what we do would glorify and honor you. So God, would you bless us and would you keep us? Would your face shine upon us and be gracious to us? God, would you turn your face toward each and every one of us today and fill us with your peace. We love you and we praise you today. We say this in your name. Amen.